Dear listeners, it is with deep regrets that we wish to inform you that one year after, our very own esteemed Mr. Scott Fuller underwent life-changing brain surgery. It is with deep regret to say he is still with us. (sighs) Sad day. We have tried inserting everything into the hole. Pens. Gherkins. Mm, More gherkins. Sausages. Fingers. Dynamite. Traffic cones. Other Mm. people. Yes. We have tried all these remedies, but he is resolutely staying with us. (sighs) So, in order to commemorate this fact, we will now play some some appropriate music to celebrate this anniversary. (laughs) 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 Staying alive! Staying alive! (laughs) No, no, we're not. We're not going to sing it. The Welcome, 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 dear listeners, to this one and all, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm not dead Crumbly. I'm not dead Scott. I'm not dead Fakey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not dead or undead, Adam. I am the undead Gene. And I've passed over. You should. That's what the smell is. (laughs) You should knock twice for that. Oh, yeah. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> my wood alone. <laughs> oh yes, waking up with wood, yes. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, rainbow coloured gherkins aside, it's the news with El Presidente. <laughs> Doctor Who news. Oh, it's going to be good, isn't it? It is. It's fantastic. Doctor Who, nothing from Hugo. Oh. Doctor Who, or perhaps more precisely, Stephen Moffat, the vast oh, of has won more than a few prestigious Hugo Awards in the past decade or so, but sadly, not this year. So far, Doctor Who has won Hugos for The Empty Child, The Doctor Dances, The Girl in the Fireplace, Blink, The Waters of Mars, an RTD and Phil Ford script. Moffat took that year off. The Pandorica opens The Big Bang and The Doctor's Wife, a Neil Gaiman script. This year, Moffat's Listen was nominated, but instead Orphan Black's By Means Which Have Yet To Be Tried, the final series of episode of season two, Pipped it to the post. And of course, now we will open the floor to Keith, who will explain why Listen could never have got a Hugo in the first place on account of it being rubbish, even though it was wonderful. And there were far better stories in that season. <laughs> now, I we've have... said it all for you, you don't need to. What's next? I, I, I have nothing to say. The evidence justifies my actions. I know. Yes. Oh, 30 years of marriage, and he's finally got nothing to say. <laughs> a silent Keith. I'm just going like to be a... sit here and be smug. Silent Keith. Smug mold. Like a silent fart. It's much very much like it's that. There's not much pressure behind smug, it. Smug, uh, smug, smug. 
Max, 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 Peter Cushing Ooh. as Ooh. Grand Moff Tarkin. Probably still a better actor than Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be applying a Hammer Horror style resurrection on his musty corpse, but instead, <laughs> it is claimed they will recreate him through the magic of electronic computerization and trickery. <laughs> electricery. They're going to use the magic of electricity. Ah. She's making up words. They're going to dig well, it up. Well, he actually says Ugh. magic of electronic computation. There you go. But that's otherwise known as electricery <laughs> and magic. <laughs> And computerisation. <laughs> I mean, you made it a four-syllable longer word than it actually was. A longer word. Computerisation. <laughs> anyway, according to the Daily Mail's own Deep Throat Insider... This is one of the most complex... <laughs> No, 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 not that one, no. <laughs> It's going to be a long... I love it. Just thought, I'll try something different tonight. <laughs> this is one of the most complex and costly CGI recreations ever. Cushing is a pivotal plotline as he was the one to create Darth Vader and there's a whole backstory that will come out. The truth will be out there in December 2016. Would someone like to valiantly try and do the last bit, well, we, we can't promise valiantly. <laughs> Star Wars. Tombo off to a galaxy far, far away. Ooh. From Ooh. one animated corpse to another. Oh. Oh. Doctor Who's... Doctor Who's very own Tom Baker is this time, he claims, to feature in Star Wars. Ooh. Well, his voice is at any rate. At a recent convention in Slough, Baker is said to have said... I'm going to be in this new Star Wars thing, you know... <laughs> I'm going down to record some voices for this new character they've created for me very soon. Very well done, then. Yes, excellent. At this stage, it is less clear if this is for any of the upcoming films, the CGI TV series Rebels, a computer game or something else entirely. If it is something like the latter, then he will be following in the footsteps of David Tennant, who provided a voice for the Clone Wars TV series. Failing that, perhaps he could be the voice of Chewbacca's new translator device. See, that would have come out much better if before you got to following in the footsteps or steps of, you hadn't reduced the copy (laughs) so that you lost the track of the name. No one noticed the (laughs) odd. When I went to see Pixels the other day, it was either Pixels or Fantastic Four, I don't know, I haven't seen a day. They had... The trailer for the Star Wars film. Oh, yeah. So you started off with the voice of Luke Skywalker. My father had it and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) 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 You had all these these adults going, ooh, ooh. Then you had all these lovely new scenes and all the rest of it. And then you had one voice that went, (laughs) 
Ow! Or whatever it is Chewbacca does, and you've got a scene of Chewbacca and Han Solo going. Chewbacca says. And he sort of says in home, and you had all these grown men and women in the auditorium going, Oh, <laughs> that was a much better impression. Chewie is the big brother of Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any addendums? God, I hope not. I have an addendum. What is your sure addendum? addendum? Following on from our previous podcast, talking about uh, the Claws of Axos and where it's filmed, namely Dungeness on, I think, was it the uh, Kent, East Sussex border? Yes. Apparently that area is up for sale for £1.5 million. Ooh! Why is it so cheap? Because it's radioactive. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a catch. Dungeness A and B nuclear power stations. Well, they filmed Scarrow. (laughs) <laughs> Someone has got to buy it and make it into the biggest Doctor Who exhibition in the world. Yeah. Um, if they film Scarrow there, they must also. Is this Destiny of the Daleks? No, I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the rest of the article. Ah, um, uh, yes. Yes, reading this article from. Fail. We're doing a lot of uh, advertising Plugging. for them this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, apparently, um, yeah, the Claws of Axos was, was filmed there. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, East en- EastEnders. Uh, <laughs> EastEnders. East, yeah, EastEnders of all so, things. The zombie apocalypse, remember that one? <laughs> oh, that oh yeah. 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 Uh, what else? The uh, Time Bandits yeah, scenes were filmed there. <laughs> and one of the shacks there even featured on a Pink Floyd album cover. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. So well, they, 1.5 they were... million. 1.5 million. It's going to be a bit of a uh, bidding war, actually. Do you get the nuclear power station but, with yeah. it? But the oh, yes, the yes. residents. Oh, yes, the residents. Ah. Um, apparently, everyone in the village, well... Mutated? <laughs> <Yeah>. Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> around in the... <laughs> <laughs> Grew three eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently, every year they get a free calendar from uh, EDF Power, you know, who owns the uh, nuclear power stations. That's plus, some compensation. Yeah. And yeah. plus... <laughs> a pack of potassium iodine tablets. Oh, absolutely <laughs> free. Just in case. There's nothing yeah, wrong, yeah. but you never you know. Never know. <laughs> if you notice a third arm. I'm sure there was something else. Is it Blinky the a- Fish from Simpsons? No. With three eyes. Mm. There was something addendum wise. Go on, you can do it. You're bleeding from the nose. <laughs> Ow, my head. <laughs> should, we, should we add it in later? I think we might have to because I'm. We'll, we'll slip it in later, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said the bishop. <laughs> you thought about it as if I, I was offendable. Said, said the bishop to the actress. As if you were bendable. <laughs> <laughs> I said you were very bendable. How do you know? We shall find out in the showers in America you when you keep running in. Willie! <laughs> <laughs> I have an addendum. I have an addendum. Has he stolen this is yours? the addendum that I was going to have. Or oh, I hope you- not. Oh, go on then. <laughs> I'm not sure if it is. Go on. As you know, role playing, I like. Really? Oh, yes, yes, yes. This has totally got to be your addendum, isn't it? Oh, yeah, completely. I, I would like to point out that there has been a press bulletin from Warlord Games. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I've got they, they are bringing, or will be bringing out, a Doctor Who miniature game. Ooh. Is this proper mm. Doctor Who miniatures or is this, no, this, this weird this... thing that says this is Toes Ryler? <laughs> well, the, this, <laughs> this, is, this is actually from licence from the BBC, so ah. it's meant to be Doctor Who miniatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Martha becomes Bertha. But it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's full range, apparently classic and new Who. Hmm. My only concern is this. Surprise. With this. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to ah. be a bit of a money pit. Oh, yes. yeah. 
because I, I've looked at the Warlord website and they've al- already got Judge Dread miniatures mm-hmm. and Terminator miniatures. Break it to us. Well, they're selling the Terminator miniatures. I think it's 31 plastic miniatures mm. in £70 pounds. Plastic. What are they? Thirty. Twenty-eight ml okay. millimeters. And they're plastic. They're not even these, these ones, pewter. These ones are plastic. Wow. Got to be mm. kidding. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The dread expensive. ones, the Terminator ones. I don't think you can get the single figures. Mm. You can only get them in packs. The dread ones are also being sold in packs of thirty-one figures for seventy quid. But they're also selling them single figures, metal and pewter, for five pound. Mm. And even that is a bit steep, in my opinion. That is vertical. Mm. Yeah. What we could do mm. would well, be a lot cheaper to go to Maplin's and buy that 3D printer we saw. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, Spend the rest of your life printing I'm, I'm, I've, been go- I've been going around, and if you compare them with uh, the Cubicle 7 stuff and the CPL stuff, which, as you said, is Captain John Armstrong mm. and <laughs> Daisy Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They're selling their Daisy figures. Bay, isn't it? They're selling as, uh, yeah. The sort of double pack figures for two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's that's my only drawback. Well, you the, can buy the, the main base game officially and then buy all the figures. Yeah. Unofficially. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's much more personally. I find it much more fun going around like um, crooked dice, yeah. looking at the figures that they sell, such as the ones I pointed out to you yesterday, mm. the other day, the Star Crew figures. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're just general figures. If you want to paint them in blue shirts. Yellow shirts and red shirts, that is your choice. Pink shirts. Mm. And call one of them Mr. Kirk. Yes. He's got the glittery shirt. He did have the glittery shirt. I I find that much. Much sailing, more fun. Sailing close, a hell of a lot cheaper. Sailing yeah. close to the shores of copyright. Yes, yeah, they, they do serve. I mean, for, for seventy pounds, I mean, I expect them to be hand painted in, in a felt lined box. Well, this is it. I don't think they're hand painted. I think oh. they're just printed. You paint mm. them yourself. All right, we're going to rip you off, and then you can paint mm. them yourself. Yeah. Or, or as you said, go out and buy for a thousand quid. We saw a three D printer in Maplands. Wonderful. So the smaller the figures, the more they cost. Looks like. And tackier and plasticier. <laughs> Why don't you just uh, get the game base, blow it up, and use your, uh, your action figures? Could I do that? Yeah. Your character yeah, like 12 options. Twelve-inch figures. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, uh, There is also an, an independent, completely unlicensed Doctor Who miniature game mm-hmm. out there. Are the BBC now going to start going after these? Yeah, now that there's a property, mm-hmm. is it yeah. called Doctor Who or Doctor Why? Or? No, these are actually. It <laughs> is this Professor Doctor Who miniatures. Mm-hmm. But, mm. I remember. But back in the 80s when we first met you know just after we'd run downhill with and our mams were calling us into dinner and we said mam we can't come into dinner yet we've got to go to Forbidden Planet and in those fa- days it was a tiny little affair tiny. and our father would slice us in two with bread knife he would and we'd go into Forbidden Planet with a thruppany bit clutched in our hands a man behind counter would say it's 1985, love. I haven't accepted those since 1971. <laughs> but I tell you what, because I like you, you can have a Citadel miniature in pewter for 85p. <laughs> and I've never been so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I did wonder whether that story was going <laughs> I'll just keep singing this tune. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of got distracted. <laughs> Fine art castles, weren't they? That was the yeah, yeah. originally. Originally, we had uh, Citadel miniatures because they had a game. Then it, oh, we yeah. had fine art castings, yeah. which was bought out by Black Tree. 
they lost they lost the license. <laughs> no, they lost the license. They lost the license fifteen years ago. And Did they check down the back sh- of the sofa? No, uh, this is it. They lost the license fifteen years ago and stopped producing new models and were only selling out what models they had in stock. They They're still selling them. <laughs> <laughs> they, are wow. still sell- they are still available to buy on the website. Could I just wow. point out, Keith, yeah. that you were off on a roll there. <laughs> you were bringing out all the facts and figures and we mocked you. Well, now, what I was trying to get over is they're, they're still, still selling them. Yeah. <laughs> but Dougal and me, we apologise okay. for interrupting <laughs> you. Okay. <laughs> right, dear listeners, this week we decided to do something completely different. We're not going to review a Doctor Who and a film. We're going to waffle in Ainley for 45 minutes about anything we want to. It's meant to be 10 years of new Who versus 10 years of old Who, but Scott's in one of those moods, being not dead and all, so <laughs> this could go anywhere. We apologise. <laughs> Right. Most difference between the new new Who and old Who. All of the new Who has been in colour. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, it has. That's not the most yeah, difference. No, it's all of it. Most, most any, difference any is in black and white? money. Yes. Money. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I suppose so. Ten years of classic Who and ten years of uh, new Who. Um, I must say, well, there's been four Doctors apiece. Three ten in the years. classic. Three, three, three yeah. in the classic. When was Tombo? All oh, right, mm. seventy-five. Oh, seventy-five. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, almost, almost four. Yeah. Peter Cushing as he mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, he sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, uh, he, no, Peter Capaldi's called Doctor Who, and yes. Bernard Cribbins has been in both. Yes, yes, yes. yes he has, and in yeah. colour both times. Mm. Oh, yes. Very yes. Cool. yes, he was, wasn't he? One of them was techno colour. Without he's met, the, he's met the Daleks twice. He has. Mm, well, yes. I have to say one of the. I was having a look at this. One of the things I did notice was in the first ten years, not only had the change over the Doctors, but the actual production crew. You had an awful lot of producers and directors that, that came and went. Yeah. yeah. And you had a lot of writers. Mm-hmm. New Who. We've had two. They now call them showrunners. And in fact, not, quite a lot of producers, depending on you. As, yeah, <laughs> and not as many writers. The showrunners now write a hell of a lot more of the stories. Right, did you than, write any? Than, yeah, the, the, the directors, the well, script editors even, didn't used to write that many. At the time, you don't really know how many they originally wrote in the classic series because, you, if I remember rightly, according to equity or one of the laws, you couldn't have a script editor as and a writer, yeah. So yeah, but they've admitted the, to it later. Unless yeah. they're if on the holiday, script, yeah. if the script came in and was mm. crap, the script editor rewrote, rewrote mm. most of it. That still happens today. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, and I'm not denying yeah. that still happens today. But I know RTD, and I'm sure Moffat also do a fair bit of rewriting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think RTD rewrote virtually everything. It was, it was mentioned stuff allegedly. Allegedly, but, yeah. yeah. At this point, ten years into the show, the word regeneration hadn't been used. That's true. Hadn't it? No, it, hmm. it was the next season it first popped up in... Yeah. You're right, aren't you? Yeah. Oh. Time Lords have just been, by Invented. the end of that period, mm. 
pants, really. Yeah, six years in, was it? You had Time Lords? Yeah, 69. Yeah, six, yeah. 1969. Yeah. That was the story that was on when I was born. Really? Yeah. War Games. The, the last oh, the war story games, yes. that fell within mm. the, the 10-year period was the 23rd of June, 73, and that was the Green Death. Oh. Because the first of the next series was the Time Warrior, and that was in December 73, so that would have been after yeah. 10 years exactly. Mm. So the, the slap bang in the unit, or the end of the unit. Mm. Mm. Family. Yeah, one thing I will say in favour of yeah, sort of 10 years of classic who a lot of the uh, Doctor's companions were a lot more influential so and sort of stayed in the public consciousness a lot more. Yeah, and at this point in the mm. Pertwee era, we're all sort of earthbound, mm. whereas yeah. the new series started <clears throat> earthbound. And then wandered off. And then wandered mm. off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I Which mean, I mean by um, companions, companions were more yeah. influential. Well, they've made more of an, more of an impression. How old are your companions, Um Well, I say, I mean, the, the uh, Brigadier. Captain He's, Jack, you could say. As a counter to that, yeah. No, I better say sort of um, well, companions. Well, uh, was Sarah Jane around at that time? No, no. 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 nearly, yeah, nearly. nearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I say sort of Joe, uh, Jamie, yeah, but Rose, uh, Amy. Yeah, I think companions today influence which name's going to be at the top of the uh, the charts when it comes to naming your children. Yeah, Amy's mm. Amelia's been up the top there for a yeah, few years. Yeah, Rose has been up I, there. Yeah. And I, I, I understand what you're saying. Is they made more an impression in the series. Mm, yeah. But that's because they stayed longer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. some did, some didn't. You say that. I actually did a little counter. They had a lot of companions in there. If you don't take <laughs> Sarah Kingdom, because I'm afraid I don't take Sarah Kingdom, she was in one story and there's a lot of people that have travelled in the TARDIS oh. for one story. Okay. <laughs> there were 16 okay. assistants, of which five were male. Mm. In the mm. new series, there's eight assistants, of which three are male. Mm. Mm. A bit more equal. So it's, it's yeah. a little three. bit. You've had Mickey, Adam, Rory, Adam, and Jack. I, I pl- apologise. With there's nine so assistants with four. Please male. don't include Adam. <laughs> we, can't, <laughs> we can't have Sarah. No, but Adam did do more he, than he one did, episode yeah, he, when mm, he travelled. Two stories. Have you yeah. noticed how anyone called Adam and anyone called Purcell were right shits in the series? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If, if it takes ten That's years, true. that does in theory mean that the assistants should be travelling longer because it's ten years mm. you've got almost half the number of assistants that there were in the first but, you, but it's because there were more multiples then yes. there was more yeah. of a yeah, case yeah. of two or three in the TARDIS at once Doubling whereas up, now yeah. Rory and Amy were the exception yeah you had a bit of Mickey yeah. and Rose but and you it's had been one single companion Arthur yeah. and Donna were there together yeah. 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 it's ever since really just after that ten years when uh, Tom Baker took control yeah. mm-hmm. then it started to go to him and one female in yeah. the second mm. season and it kind of stayed that way pretty much the rest of until certainly until yeah, so apart from K9 you, yeah. you had the Pertwee apart from Davison era you had the Pertwee era but it what, didn't go anywhere you had no. the whole unit family the exactly. whole Pertwee yeah. 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 yeah, I only counted the brig yeah. Yeah. yeah but there again there's Captain Yates and Captain Yates yeah exactly I mean, there, there's the, the whole um, yeah, it's Benton, more of a, yeah. certainly through, for four years it was more of an ensemble show yeah, was yeah. ever a, a story was only one companion before Pertwee hmm Oh, know. Massacre. Yeah, okay. And that only had Stephen because Katerina and Sarah and Brett Vine, they all died in the Dalek Master Plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Although at this point, ten years into the show, Roger Delgado died, so that was meant to be yeah. the final Master mm. series. Mm-hmm. And and in the the current show, they've brought 
him back as a woman. Yes. And there were more historical episodes then oh, yeah. than now mm, because oh, yeah. of the whole premise of how it started. Not in Absolutely. the Pertwee era there wasn't. Not Pertwee, no, but certainly but, 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 Yes, but then Hartle. as you got into, oh, Hartle, yeah. as you got into the colour, the historical stories kind of tended to disappear and you start to get more of historical stories with alien... Pseudo-historical. Yeah, mm, yeah. alien yeah. involvement. So you start, that when they do come up, you get like the Terralyptals one yeah. set in the fire yeah. of London Kings, and that kind of stuff. Turning up and stuff so like it's a shame because mm, I there again, really episode... enjoy the historical ones mm. and I think mm. they should do more of them. Yeah, they do I, them better like, now yeah. than they did back then. Yeah, yeah but there again, I mean, you, you could say sort of, you know, there's uh, Vampires of Venice and... Um, yeah, but again, you had, you had yeah, Vampires. Yeah, but they're not pure well, historical stories. Yeah, but I think, I think very much at that time sort of Doctor Who was trying to be a historical yeah. programme. Yeah. It was supposed to be, yeah. Part of the remit. dropped out by Troughton, really, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, The Visitation will always be one of my favourite stories because it was an actual historical event with just the Doctor Who twist on it mm. yeah. and the fires of Pompeii as yeah. well mm, yeah. Yeah. and I'd love it if they did more than that yeah. now they say do yeah. historical figures rather than events yeah which yeah. is a shame mm. but it still gets kids interested in those people yeah hopefully yeah. my, my favourite historicals are the black and white ones so Romans myth makers and Aztecs. Highlanders oh Aztecs well, these I love three Aztecs are, Aztecs is yeah. good but the other three are comedies just sort of slapstick what about, about gunfighters that is very funny <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> it? indeed now it's, it's quite Quite interesting we look at it because apparently when we got to the end of Patrick Troughton, although it was getting into colour, there was some debate about whether they were going to carry yeah. the series on because mm. the viewing figures were mm. going so low, given that you had two channels, effectively. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And they really, I mean, it almost didn't make it into a third and beyond. Yep. There's this almost rose-coloured glasses perspective. We think back and think, oh, it was such a success. You know, it was into the consciousness. Kids were running around in the streets doing Dalek impersonations. But this new series really is. You, you think how many channels there are, mm. and you're getting mm. eight million viewers just on the screening let alone yeah. all the, the other Downloads bits and, and the light, yeah. 10 years on from when the reboot how many more countries are now taking it mm. as transmitted mm-hmm. opposed to 10 years from when it started how many other countries were taking the yeah. stories as transmitted because well, that's that- increased with Moffat hasn't it yeah, oh yeah. yeah, it's really taken off in America after yeah. after Moffat. It's probably just coincidental timing, but uh, mm-hmm. that, that tour, the US and Matt Smith... That was exactly yeah. the right mm-hmm. thing yeah. to do. That, that, I think, helped a lot. Yeah, because like you said, back in the 70s, it may have been getting, what, 15, 16 million viewers, but it was up against the Open University and a documentary about radishes. Yeah. In season and now 17... You've got hundreds and hundreds yeah. of other yeah. channels that people mm. can choose from. Season 17, the, the, the one that really hit its height, averaged 13.5. Five million. Hmm? Season before that, eight point one. The one after that, five point one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so yeah. it was ITV be off there. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, you've got to remember nothing. That season really was, out of proportion. Was ITV was was on strike. Yeah, yeah. And I think the lowest was something like 3.1 or 3.2 million views. In the Troughton one, certainly, yeah, <laughs> I think, they were quite low. Right, I think I seem to remember that the bad. last... 4.3? There, there was one, I think. 4.3, what, season what, four. Season four. What was it when Sylvester was... 24. 23, yeah. 24. Uh, 4.63, slightly up on Collins at 4.35 yeah. for season 23. Oh, and season 26, 3.65. Yeah. Yeah, how depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Shame, because that was done really good. But anyway, yeah, well yeah. after the first 10 years. Also, by this time, uh, by the 10th season, the mission statement has also changed a lot. Because mm. initially... Everybody had changed a lot uh, in those initially, 10 years. 
initially you had uh, the Wanderer tr- not interfering, just mm-hmm. exploring mm-hmm. the universe. Yep. But happy yep. to cleave in the heads of cavemen who got yeah. in his way. <laughs> well, he treated himself with... Yeah, by by uh, Troughton, you actually, he was seek- actively seeking evil yes. to, to stop it. And then yeah. we had the... Um, Pertwee uh, was evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we had the Exile to Earth. So we've had yeah. three distinct mission statements there. Yeah, yeah, they seem to be sort yeah. of reactions to each other, don't yeah. they? Mm. they? They want much difference between the Hartnell era and the Troughton era as they mm. did between the Troughton and the Pertwee era. Yeah. Pertwee yeah. and Baker. Baker just hardly ever seemed to be on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And yeah. Troughton was always in space or under siege, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those ten years, a lot changed in early yeah. Who. Mm-hmm. The, this new Who, the ten years, probably not that much. We, we, no. Two producers. We really had two yeah. mission statements. It's one, the Doctor as we know him, and now recently we've had Searching for Gallifrey, yeah. which he doesn't seem to be doing a lot of. No, yeah. that's that, that not a criticism. Yeah. It's just yeah. a slight. <laughs> really <laughs> affect the week to week. No, it hasn't. Has well, so far we've had the battle scar doctor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet, do we? How much this search for Gadifay is, is going to hit into it? Because they've been busy last episode doing finishing off in theory with the Clara art and reintroducing the master, so it might take more of a hold. Also, I mean, people behind the show back in the classic era, no one particularly liked it anyway. No. It wasn't mm-hmm. quite sort of the yeah, thing it is now. It. So even the producers half the time didn't want to be there. They, they were just using it as a stepping stone for another job. Yeah, a lot of the companions came and went in the end of Hartnell quite quickly yeah. without being told. They were just dropped. Yeah, you know, they'd really get the script treatment. and find out. Really but now treatment. you've got the old fans running the show, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the new up and coming producers and the like it's grown up in the uh, nation's psyche yeah. it's just something for them that has always been there yeah so that probably explains why people are much more eager to be associated with it i think mm. the thing i find a little bit disappointing with between the two is the the first 10 years there were a lot of writers yes you did yes. have the script editors coming but you had a lot of writers mm-hmm. you don't have so many writers anymore you could have so many stories or you, these episodes actually yeah. there isn't that many many different there isn't, isn't that many different stories I did a quick count up and you sit there and think there's going to be shed loads of difference but <laughs> we're not talking that many different between the ten years actually it's not, yeah. but the thing I find disappointing is that you're getting the same names you don't get that many new writers coming in even if it's just for one or two we did last season because we had the dark guy that did Mummy on Train mm. but when when you look at it it's like Mike Gattis Steve Moffat Steve yeah, Moffat Toby could... Hayden Mike Gattis who's Mike Gattis isn't he a... sorry Mark Gattis <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark Gatiss. It could be argued, though, that that happened anyway. In Malcolm the original, Holt, yeah, Terrence Robert, Stick, Robert, Robert Holt, Holt. Holt. It did, but it didn't happen to the same degree. Because if you go but, for a list of a season, yes, you will find one story mm. or two stories, but you Peddler go through this Davis list, and, it's like yeah. substantial. Mm. Whereas then, you will have Kit Peddler do one, Brian and Hales. you will have, yeah. you know, someone... But, Kit Peddler's doing one story. Hmm. Someone else is doing one story, not three stories, and then yeah. the other person doing three stories, and then the other person doing three stories. There, was, there seemed to be more opportunities for... I won't say necessarily there were the new writers, but there were other writers coming in. And I don't know if some of that is because of this, having more arc elements to the season so that the showrunner or whoever it is needs to keep control of the script so that it fits in with that whereas originally it was just a story and you went somewhere else and it was 
a story. There wasn't that yeah. linear thing through a season. I think with the Pertwee I know that they used to plan it that you'd they'd have five stories or so, and you'd plan four of those with safe hands. So you'd have yeah. the Hulks, the Holmes, and everyone doing that, and then you'd try someone else like Bob Baker and Dave mm. Martin oh, yeah. on something mm. else and see how they went. And they so, kind of do that now as well. Yeah, but I think Moffat and RTD before him, they're very careful. They get more scripts in than they use. Yeah, mm. and they're very very careful to vet them. They don't. People are a lot of work, mm-hmm. as they did yeah. in old, in old too. If you have to rewrite everything, then the, these guys don't have time. Waste of time. Yeah. I yeah. think also to a certain extent because the show, I don't want to say well wasn't well liked, but wasn't well thought of. Mm-hmm. They were more like uh, apt and able to take risks on unknown writers or whatever. These days, it is a tentpole for the Saturday night for mm. BBC. And I think not the people in charge, but maybe the higher ups are not willing to take as much risk. <laughs> no more time yeah. lash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying, because no. it's, um, to use a, a footballing analogy, the BBC at the moment seem to be the equivalent of a nervous football team who sacks their manager after one bad game. Yeah. 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 The offside of that is then that it could it could create stagnation within the programme. Because one of the reasons why Doctor Who has been so successful in the first 10 years and in this 10 years to an extent is because it isn't stayed. Although you've got a programme where you know full well what's going to happen to an extent, you know who the bad guys are because they're the ones that aren't on the Doctor's side or what have you. It has fresh feet all the time because of the places it goes. But if you get too controlling and say, like, we're only going to go with this block of writers and we don't want to risk doing this because it might... You, you stifle the creativity of the show. You have the JNT area. Yeah, well, you yeah. get a JNT area look, where look, look at, on the first ten years, a lot of Troughton's based on the siege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of Pertwee, based Set on, on feeling Pertwicide, uh, yeah. <laughs> evil corporations, aliens using them as fronts, sort of... Yeah. Big wigs you don't get on with. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of similarity. And I'm, that, I'm that second gonna, season was master. That, the thing against yeah. it... The thing against it is you had base under siege stories for about three years we then had pertwicide stories for five years yeah. we know the thing is gonna that has its circle and it does change it does but they make i think they make more effort in, in new who yeah they have a, an idea for the entire season yeah. they want to have different types of stories because even they're with... careful with tones and different mm-hmm. i was just gonna say even when tom baker came in you had the similar sort of gothic horror feel yes but they were very careful about setting the stories in different places mm. yeah. so you'd have mm. like uh, Earth for periods of Mars you'd mm. go to an alien planet then you'd yeah. I don't know. think they get away with um, having too many similar stories in a row these no. days. Yeah. Mm. There's so mm. much more for people to go and watch well, yes. that if um, you've got four, like you said, gothic horrors in a row or yeah. four isn't the government evil in a row, they'll get torn to pieces by the critics and people will wander off and watch The X Factor. Mm-hmm. I would say the most um, distinct contrast between uh, ten years of New Who and ten years of Classic Who are the um, episode lengths and duration of them. Mm. Going from something like the War Games, I mean, how many how many episodes? That? Ten. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, down to a very compact, you know, sort of 45 minutes or maybe a two-parter. Yeah. Also, is another thing, is Classic Who was set up to 
to be watched in 25 minute increments mm. Mm. with a week in between them yeah. and there was no way you could rewatch that yeah. once yeah. it was aired oh. it was gone mm. yes yeah whereas I mean, these days we now have mm. the video recorder you can video watch recorder. Video, video recorder, recorder. and also DVD players and DVD recorders you can watch it mm. 22 times yeah. during the week yeah plus with the classic who there was always the uh, recap at the start yeah. of every episode whereas yeah. now the, part of the secret of Doctor Who is the variety each week and being yes. blown away mm. with sort of a mini movie in a different location well that's what I was yeah. going to say is when it comes to the formation of episodes the writing is much tighter the editing is oh, much tighter you padding. just cannot have padding no. in oh, a 45 grief. minute episode every that's it the episodes the episodes now they're so much more fast, yeah, faster mm. paced sometimes I long for a, a classic style story yeah. <laughs> a nice seven part I, well, I, I don't know about that the one thing I do sometimes I, I, do, I do and I don't miss to an extent and they do do it in this season there is this idea that's a bit untrue that back in the original Who or the classic Who whichever you like to call it there was much more dialogue and everyone quotes the conversation with Doctor and Davos well, find me another, because that's the one that everyone quotes. Mm. And in New Who, you've had the Pandorica speech, the Ring of Arcanaut, and slightly <laughs> oh, 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 or whatever it was, Argy-Bargy <laughs> speech. <laughs> but I, both series have had their catchphrases and that kind of stuff. With um, Troughton, there's always the, ooh, isn't it a big one, Jamie? Look at the size of that thing. Um, or reverse the polarity of the neutron fire. I sometimes feel, not always but some of the new episodes stories there's been the odd occasion where i feel like they've actually gone or written them for sound bites rather than dialogue yeah i like geronimo but it didn't feel mm. natural <laughs> and it was almost like oh we said it at the beginning oh that's his catchphrase we've got to get it in everywhere Pertly um, should have said geronimo yeah you know, and, <laughs> and then sometimes something's repeated to the point where it's actually i mean he did say reverse the polarity of the neutrons flow that often or would you like a jelly baby that often there are times because you've got that 15 minutes you've got to keep the story moving it's not always possible within that confine to have a prolonged period of dialogue without kind of action it, it happens but it's, it's say, they be a bit less frequent they still do some absolutely fantastic ones like they the, um, do the doctor during the um, school reunion in the pool room the doctor oh, and yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. the headmaster yeah, fantastic scene two actors and at the top of their game exactly mm. And I've remembered what my piece of news was. Oh. <laughs> and it's um, actually quite relevant to this. Oh, um, yeah. Edge of Destruction. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. TARDIS, TARDIS Central, yeah. just the uh, four of them. Um, I've heard that in the new season, Peter Capaldi will be doing the show's very first one. A solo episode. A solo episode. Oh, yeah. No, um, no assistance. No Clara. No Clara, just, just him. <laughs> Should you have I'm, told him that? Oh, you almost had that to an extent in midnight. Nah, not really. To an extent, no, because he, he, it dump, so, he dumps them off of to go and she, she yeah, lies this, off on this, the beach and then yeah, he has but there a story. Again, this would literally be... Well, it would just be, it would just be mm. the Doctor doing 
well, a mon- be, an extended yeah. monologue. It will be an EastEnders bit where you've only got two characters yeah. in yeah. one set. So The Doctor doing a Doc Cotton. Yeah. So this is Capaldi's <laughs> Deadly Assassin. Yeah, but no, no. I'm not just saying no, Solo just Doctor. No, it's just the one actor. No other actors at all. one Just him. It might just be a If it was a stage play, it's called a one-hander. I've heard of one. No. Is he going to be hit over the head and go back through past regenerations? If it is true, it'll be interesting because... I mean, he's a cracking actor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. out of all of them, he's the most likely to be able to pull it off. So, back to one-handers again. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. The one thing I love... footsie with my feet. Wouldn't put anything past those eyebrows. <laughs> there are lots of things that are actually also similar. I mean, apart from the obvious, we have the Doctor, we have the TARDIS, we have Cybermen, we have Daleks and all the rest of it. There's a lot of similarities. When they rebooted the series, they did keep it grounded in the same kind of ethoses as the original series. And although death. the special... Yeah, death, destruction, <laughs> mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is the good guy, but he's not necessarily squeaky clean, angelic kind of good guy. That's <laughs> certainly Hardner, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it. You still get that to an extent with sometimes with the new Doctor. You, yeah. you do get darker sides that Hartnell had. Yeah. yeah. So they, when they did reboot it, they did keep with its history... They also both did something very clever in that they both hit the ground running. Because in the first one, you've got, this is a TARDIS. Well, what does that mean? Push the button, off we go on an adventure. Mm. And in the reboot, who are you? My name's a Doctor. Run! Yeah. yeah. Um, and they both very similarly started, okay, Unearthly Child seems slower to us now. Yeah. Pace of television overall yeah, yeah. has changed massively. Yeah. Some cases, quite drastically. But you, you jumped in in the middle of something. Yeah. They were already there. She was at school. It, you didn't have any lead up you didn't know about Gall- I mean okay they hadn't created Gallifrey and all the rest of it by that point but they hadn't gone into thinking about that either they, but they, they, they were running either they way were running it, either it started way. in camera basically this is why I think if they ever did something like um, a Doctor Who Hall of Fame like the Americans do the Baseball Hall, Hall of Fame <laughs> William Hartnell and Chris Eccleston deserved to be front and centre because if either of them had been rubbish at their job it would have either ended in 1963 or the reboot would have just been yeah. buried as a failure. Yeah. Yeah. It might have worked if Hartnell had left and maybe has kept on with uh, William Russell. Because they were meant to be the, I, the main characters, weren't they? they? Yeah. Yeah. Ian I, and Barbara. I, I, I don't it didn't think there's any way. way it could have no. carried on the way um, the length of time it has Not for now. length of time, no. but it could have been successful had the Doctor character yeah, it failed, would have been another. It would have been something like Ironside or Man <laughs> from Uncle. It would be something that was very... Um, you mean we'll be watching the uh, rebooted film now? Yeah. Would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be something that was very niche yeah, time, probably. and you know only a few of us nerds would uh, still be interested in <laughs> Maybe. it also it's really weird there's some really weird snobberies in fandom you get some oh, people oh, who really? only yeah <laughs> you get some who only watch classic who I prefer to call it original because <laughs> it's classic oh, she in some like respect snob over there. yeah but there are some time lashes there are, classic there, there, are some, <laughs> yeah, there are some like lemons in the original series as well and Earthshock and, yeah and then you've got the current Earthshock. series but I think there are people that sometimes only look at the current series or only look back at colour stories and they won't go into the black and whites for whatever reason mm-hmm. who think oh it didn't take chances it was very staid the episodes are slow it the took, series took a chance I was gonna say, yeah. it took one of the biggest chances 
it killed off its lead actor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, it actually when killed ill. its lead actor. Sure, it lived a few years after Doctor <laughs> And then it said, and here's a new guy. And do you know what? We're not even going to pretend yeah. this is a new guy. It's the same guy, but it's, it's, it's a new guy. And if they hadn't actually treated the regeneration well, in the way they I did think, I think that was oh, a yeah. real mm, big yeah. risk yeah, I, I think also the Hall of Fame is uh, Troughton should be in there as well for it's picking up the it. bat and, and yeah. doing it his own way and taking it in his direction because yeah. mm. it almost failed at first with Troughton didn't it no no one seemed to like him being all jokey he mm. was a complete yeah. contrast yeah. and it wasn't till I think Moonbase where Maurice Barry came on and was oh, quite yeah. a serious director when hey you can pack all that lark in yeah. mate yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> knuckle down and read the script or the you're out. The stovepipe hats. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened, by the way. It's mm, word yeah. of word. There again, you know, by the end of Patrick Troughton's tenure. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot older than he looks. <clears throat> there, was, there was a lot of doubt whether the series would continue yeah. or not. Yeah. So well, you who to, had a lot easier because mm-hmm. they had all the formats, they had it all there yeah. to To a certain off. extent, there was that in New Who, there wasn't sure whether they were going to continue it after Tennant left. Mm. Yeah, there was there was some big questions being asked whether they're going to continue going. The biggest question: <laughs> Who's the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because they panicked because Tennant yes. was so very popular. They couldn't see how anyone could possibly replace him. Like when mm. when Tom left, you know, yeah. what, what sort of idiot would cast a thirty-two-year-old blonde mm. bloke uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a round, open, bland face? <laughs> Obviously, we have the Daleks and the Cybermen that came out of the original series and the rest of it. What do you think of the new monsters that they create? Do you think they're Ooh, as interesting and diverse? Or? I think they're better designed. Mm. Oh, it, it, everything's Money better designed. <laughs> Ignore the fact that nothing looks like a man in a rubber suit, except for the Zygons. Slavine, to start with, which were obviously the, uh, the first ones we really came across. Yeah. Um, the I had I had to sort of make myself think that I was eight years old again because mm. as an eight-year-old, I would have found all that farting hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> as a forty-something-year-old, no, I wasn't then. As a thirty-something-year-old, <laughs> I thought they Still looked probably. absolutely fantastic, but was like, yeah, enough with the fart jokes. Yeah. But mm. forgetting, yeah. it's not being written for you; it's being written for the kids, and they think mm. fart jokes are wonderful. But the <laughs> question I have to ask is, how many reoccurring monsters has New Who produced? Mm. In ten years compared to the angels, angels. Yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. classic and gorgeous. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So not Daleks. Not Daleks. No. Does the slimming count? Just, just scraping face through. of bow. <clears throat> the cats we've seen them. They've yeah. dotted around. But they weren't really adversaries. Weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were being nasty to humans. They were in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were being quite bad actually, they weren't they? Yeah, billions naughty. of humans. But I know what you mean. Yeah. You know the new the original series created the Daleks, created the Cybermen, and created the Zygons. Yeah, apart from the the angels. There haven't been that many obvious candidates. In, in the comparable ten years, mm. yeah. there hasn't been... The... Is that a bad thing? Though? Yeah, I was going to say, I prefer it that way. Yeah. More variety. So, yeah. To a certain extent, the show mm-hmm. does... I acknowledge the show has to pay a certain lip service to the past, mm-hmm. i.e. dialects, Cybermen, mm-hmm. Autons, Sorians, Sontarans. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think it would be nice to have a few more reoccurring modern villains, like mm. the Ziggurat. I, I don't know, I'm with Scott yeah. on this. I like the idea of... It's a massive, massive universe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. And I like the idea of him not repeatedly stumbling across the same foes all mm. the time. You know, the, the amount yeah. of species out there would be infinite. Yeah. So, and you know, apart from the Daleks who are utter little shits. Yeah, they have to <laughs> you know, he's, I like the fact that he's meeting 
new adversaries every time he lands. The I minute, don't know we're if just, it's... We're meant to be comparing, it was just nothing. The, the minute something comes back, though, you sort of think, oh, price cuts, here we go. Yeah. 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 I don't know if, if this is my imagination, because I haven't actually had a look at this, but I feel that the Daleks have been used more in this ten years than they were Originally. in the first mm. ten years. They seem to come up more, more and more frequently. Okay, I so more stories. In, I don't know if that's yeah. because, let's face it, we're getting older, time is going quicker. <laughs> That's why I said I don't know if it's my perception. Yeah, I think it reality. might be because a year as an eight-year-old is forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they <laughs> certainly <laughs> had more episodes. So mm. in well, Partner Weary, you had four Dalek stories, and one was twelve episodes. Yeah, yeah. I'll just take six, the stories, not necessarily. Mm. So we've okay, had four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stories. Four Hartnell, two Trout, and three Perleys. And then Baker and Baker was two. Yeah, but. Then, just take the first ten years. Can't how many we had in the new stuff? Oh, okay. In the new, well, there's at least one a season, isn't it? Especially mm-hmm. often two. So they do seem to be. Last season was rare in not having any Dalek. Well, I, no, it had a Dalek one, in it, didn't one, it? Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with the RTD <clears throat> era was that every finale had the Daleks in, apart from the Master. Yeah, so it almost seemed nice to have a Dalek free season. In yeah. his mm-hmm. defence, we were we'd come off the time six. war. We were Dalek so thirsty. We wanted and more. And also taking into account real world action Terry Nation took them away from the BBC yeah. and went to America with them yeah. also they couldn't use them it yet. was technically the same thing that happened at the original series wasn't it you had Dalek Mania and when yeah. the show came back you had Dalek Mania for a new generation yeah. of children yeah. Hmm. Yeah. do you remember well, when we went into Woolworths when Woolworths was still there and they had it was the first year they released the Daleks about control. 12 we went along we pressed the buttons on all of them <laughs> and the whole did. the whole row was shouting Chanting. exterminate exterminate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And we got asked to leave the premises. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Ironically, one of the last things to be sold in that wall was, apart from the shelves, was uh, the Red Dalek. Yeah. My mum bought it. It was so Aww. the box was so battered, she got it quite cheap. Yeah. But I still got it. One thing I must um, point out with, especially with uh, the new generation of Who, is the um, diversification for various age brackets. Mm-hmm. Because you have got the Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Got the, yeah, the new Who and. Torchwood. Torchwood. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, that's more the RTD era. Yeah. Moffat doesn't seem to be quite so interested in Scott Sherlock. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah. busy doing Sherlock. Yeah, we did this Frequently. last podcast. Sorry, I must, I must not. I must really. Yeah, yeah you can't know. really complain about Moffat when you look at how much RTD was doing. He yeah. was doing yeah. Torchwood, yeah, Sarah Jane Adventures. He was actually yeah. doing them. But the how many Sherlock episodes of them? We didn't get a break. We didn't get a. It's quality, not quantity. One thing I do find is a shame is that if you are a Who fan that watched the original stuff, quite a lot of people will watch the early black and whites and the bits into Troughton. There are not a lot, not not everyone, but there are a lot of people that have only watched uh, the new Who that seem to be reluctant to go back into the black and whites because they seem slower. Not just because they're black and white. (laughs) They're there. but they almost like haven't got the patience for them, so it's uh, because they are such a slower pace. And I think they're actually missing some really good stories. Well, they, we know they are, but they it must be so story. much like ancient history to them. Mm, yeah, they were yeah, recorded but, like plays, weren't yeah, they? they? Yeah, they were. But I, and perhaps it is now. You know, we we grew up that time. <laughs> you have kids who were born in the year two thousand and beyond. Perhaps they're just not wired to think as slowly as we did. I would say the reverse to that would. 
beat. No, they're not all good, but there are some good stories there. I watched Casablanca. Casablanca. Casablanca <laughs> is still a good film. Yeah. It's black and white. It's slow paced. It doesn't stop it being it's not ten a episodes, good though, is it? film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, but then you don't necessarily go back and watch the war games or anything. But we were saying about the Aztecs. Was a good, yeah. There yeah. are some good shorter black and white stories. You wouldn't want to go and watch. It's ones I've watched and I sit there going, why? <laughs> For the record. This is, this is 25 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. I would but, rather watch war games than Aztecs. Yeah, Just but, putting that out there. But there, are, <laughs> there is a tendency to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So there are, believe it or not, people of the new classic era who haven't even seen An Unearthly Child because it's black and white and it's the I old imagine stories. there's quite a lot, yeah. And yet, that's actually quite a good story episode on its yeah, own. Yeah, but that, that wasn't their programme. Their programme has been New Who. Yeah. Mm, some of them haven't even watched Eccleston either. And uh, yeah. some of them, the more recent fans. Eventually, when the new series ends, those people, if they started out young with the new series, will probably have grown mm. up and think, oh, actually, oh, yeah. I might give that a this go. This is, mm. um, you mentioned earlier, sort of snobbery within fandom. Mm. That's what we're guilty of. Oh, yeah. Is how dare you be born after the year 2000. <laughs> if you'd been born when we were born in the 1950s and 60s, you'd have seen it all, but you haven't. Therefore, we're better than you. Does that mean we <laughs> no. get to look down on people and go, you haven't watched Twin Dilemma? <laughs> we do. <laughs> the moral high ground. <laughs> we are not it's, a real um, fan, then, are you? You didn't see Happiness Patrol? Very shaky, this moral well, high ground. Yeah, I know, but we suffered through that, so <laughs> damn it, we're entitled to brag. If I've watched Time and the Rani, you're damn I'm going to sit here and watch it. beginning to crumble underneath. <laughs> time lash for crying out loud. <laughs> we watched that. Time <laughs> flight. Anything oh. with time in it. <laughs> I actually had... I remember, I can hear myself saying it. As my dad said, what is this rubbish? I said, actually, it's really good. <laughs> oh, and that was Time Lash. Time Live it down. Oh, jeez. It's got Herbert George Wells in it, Dad. It had the back of the head. 14-year-old, they know nothing. Probably be menaced by something or other, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was rather... Um, it, it was just a worm. Say, mm. It wasn't just a worm. It was a very big worm. <laughs> it was a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> With teeth. No, just the producer. Uh, <laughs> it really advanced towards it, just waggled threateningly at her. It did jiggle, like it's true. <laughs> With the original series, they used to do stories that rather surreptitiously featured or concentrated on, on things that were in the news or events mm. or like the so Queen Death. Was third it? Doctor did, yeah. Um, no, there was some in the first and second to some extent. It's a little okay. bit more hidden, but there was yeah. some there. Apart from the Belgrano bit in the Tenant's mm. first Christmas one, <laughs> do, you, do you get a feeling they do that now, that the programme yeah, has a pop-out or, or plays well, the mirror up to? They certainly do. The obvious one is the mass weapons of destruction oh, that's yeah. launched in 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was very timely. I think the thing I miss most about the classic series is all the cliffhangers. Mm. Yeah. Week in, week mm. out. That was part of the, the that fun, was part of the wasn't fun, it? Yeah. How's it going to get out of it? Even when they do a two-parter now, they don't really put a cliffhanger at the end. They no, put the three at once. Mm. <laughs> My problem with the old cliffhangers is often it just made the story feel rather lumpy. Mm. Yeah. So you build it up to cliffhanger, they're back down. Oh, yeah, it's and really cool. back up yeah. 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 Except for Dragonfire, where it really was, was a cliffhanger. <laughs> Some of them are so artificial, just clearly, oh, we're coming up to nearly the right time, we need to Could do something. Turn yeah. dramatically and face the camera with a thing attached yeah. to your neck. Look yeah. at this tiled floor, for yeah. instance. And the famous cliffhanger acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you just have to 
hold it for a bit longer while yeah. the sting comes in. And originally, ten years in, we had the three doctors. We did. Mm. Yes. And we've just had... Day well, of the Doctor. Yeah. With three doctors. With three doctors, which was awesome. Kind of. We've just had the what, what, what? We had the... Day of the, the Doctor. 50, yeah, no, that was a 50th, 50th, that was the 50th anniversary. But do you think they'll do anything for the 10th or 15th? No, because or? the 50th was too recently. Yeah. Yeah, it would, sp- it would spoil it. it Whatever you do now, it wouldn't be as good. No. Oh, the 10th has been gone, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, on the main media... On the the main show, they ignored it. Mm -hmm. But the side media, there was... Titan Comics did a free comic featuring three of the Doctors. Okay, yeah. Uh, Titan Comics at the moment are doing a four-Doctor crossover story written by Paul Cornell, Mm -hmm. which is the War Doctor 10, 11 and 12. So Mm -hmm. it is being marked, but it's not being marked by the programme itself. The trouble is, all these these anniversaries, it smacks of the show shouting, look at me, I'm not dead yet. It's like Scott and his brain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to Scott, damn you! <laughs> we had the fiftieth, and that had to be marked, yeah, and the whole yeah. world marked that. Yes, Even yeah. my colleague at work, who hates it, went fifty. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd said, oh, let's have a special anniversary story, it's been 10 years since New Who was launched, people would be like, yeah, and next week let's celebrate the fact that it's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You, you no, celebrated I, 50 years, why are you celebrating 10? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, think it's, I think it's fitting and fine that the main show goes on, I wouldn't say ignores it, but, but it yeah. goes on as it is, while all the, the other little things... Stuff that, that fans would that only, Yeah, only the yeah. fans know about. Mm. Oh, it's our little world. <laughs> What you were saying a little while back there, the, the reboot, the current Who being the, the new generation, they wouldn't mm. necessarily look back. How do you think about it incorporating so much of? Because we've now got Kate, who is basically yeah. the Brigadier Mark II, the daughter, yeah. and there seems to be more coming in. And it seems to have increased just recently, not necessarily just with Capaldi, but yeah, that's, towards both Matt Smith, and RTD there, there seems yeah. to be more coming in from the past. I've got, no, I've got no problem with that because Kate with us we had the Brigadier the Brigadier showed up like the Doctor you knew everything was going to be okay and he got to shoot some things yes. <laughs> and Kate is this generation's Brigadier mm. they don't care that she's the daughter of some old guy from the 70s they probably don't even know so then she will be their Brigadier she will be their their focal point when the Doctor's off being a mad alien yeah. and I've, I've got absolutely no problem with them referencing back and bringing in stuff from the years outside as it were because for those of us in the know that's that's nice and sweet isn't that clever but for the kids who have inherited the show from us they might not know it, it won't matter mm. to them and mm. also you know Unit first came into it in episode 4 of Eccleston's first series yeah. Yeah. Miss Levine yeah. They, yeah. they were in it straight away mm. they were a very different unit to what we've yeah. got now they're dead now <laughs> yes they died <laughs> they several do. times over highest staff turnover of any military organisation you you really wouldn't want to join up with them, would you? You wouldn't. <laughs> I bet they've got a wonderful retirement plan because no buggers using it. No. I bet you underneath their um, uniforms they have to wear red T-shirts. Red shirts, yes. <laughs> well, the red bellies, the red hat. Uh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> well, so we should mention quickly how things have changed production-wise. Mm. It was done as live. Yeah. 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 Mm, That's only for the first six years. Mm-hmm. Probably even longer than that, really. Monochrome. Yeah, Ooh. black and white back then. Now it's done like a film. 
They yeah. made like a feature film. They, they you, rehearse, we record. Fun, we make fun of Hartnell for his Billy Fluffs. Yeah. How well would this generation of actors have done if they had to do it live? The, that, the gobbledygook you yeah. have yeah. to say <laughs> out loud and Take you've got to say that live. Mm. Everything also, would be as I rubbish think, as Tiny I think I'd like to point out yeah. the, the first couple of years it was shunted over to Lime Grove Studios, which studios were virtually... Riverside at, or somewhere. Yeah, yeah at, mm. at retirement. They were virtually yeah. one step away being poured down. Yeah. While yeah. now, uh, what, Ness Lock or whatever, Ness they're Lock. having... Lock Ness. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're having <laughs> studios exclusively <clears throat> built. Yeah. They, they, can, they even caused yeah. the, the regeneration of the Cardiff Bay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Grandly, mm. Doctor yeah. Who has it. It's, it's regenerated here. I mean, yeah. If we'd been lucky enough in 1963 to get a visit to the TARDIS set, it would have been great. It would have been yeah. three walls, yeah. open wall with the cameras, and that would be it. You'd <laughs> yep. look up and there'd be the lighting rig. Yeah. 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 Couldn't have even got our heads round going into the console. It's physically room. into the 360 yeah. degree you set. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Actually, footage of you having a little squeeze. <laughs> and, and now they do night shots. They do an awful lot of outside yeah. shots and all the rest of it. But then it was ten thirty, and there was a all union the man there with <laughs> yeah. the yeah. 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 So you could literally say, "Doctor, what's that beat?" Click, it's click. all gone dark. Yeah. <laughs> it happened quite a few times. I mean, that that was what you're saying in Pyramids of Mars, the scene where you got Sarah and Tom walk behind yeah. um, Scarman, oh, yeah. and, and he does a quick face. turn and yeah. off. Yeah. And that was done almost the, as they're sitting yeah. going, five, four, good night. Yeah, <laughs> and then particularly in the 70s, Doctor Who was affected by loads of strikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, good And you know now the BBC would do everything in their power to make sure it didn't get affected. Or if you had an instance with Sharda where only yeah. half the story was made, they would damn well finish it. They would. They would make mm. sure you had that whole season. They would pull out yeah. all the stops. What you were saying, Gene, about them pulling the switch, there's so much money in it now. Can you yeah. imagine them doing that today mm. it just it would, wouldn't be allowed they'd be sacked Different the person <laughs> who pulled the switch would be sacked <laughs> I think one of the things I, I think is, is actually nice about both the first one didn't have money thrown at it mm-hmm. basic set it was men in rubber suits it was predominantly live it was mainly in a studio <laughs> the new one has had money thrown at it you've got wonderful CGI it isn't necessarily man in a rubber suit and it's got bespoke studios but both of them have retained the same level of fun yeah, mm-hmm. they both retained the core thing I think that all Who fans like about Who is the storytelling. Yeah, even when the sets wobbled and we knew they were, crap, <laughs> it was the story that kept you watching. Not well, the, it was never going to be the set. Yeah, it was <laughs> never the set. set. It was never the willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah, mm. but it was the stories that kept you going. Now they've got the special effects and all the rest of it. In a way, they still need the stories to keep you going because. The special effects and all look wonderful, but they don't look any more or less wonderful than Babylon 5 yeah. or Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Or you still need the stories, and they still maintain that. Or the, the cheap CGI, let's face it, when it came out, it looked good to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was Season good. One's not when it came well. out, it was yeah. excellent. Yeah. Wobbly sets, though, because I've spotted one or two. Yeah, there wasn't that many, but I do remember in Father's Day where Rose slams the door and Eccleston leaves the flat when they yeah, had that first that, that tip. wobbles. I did the wobble. picture on the wall yeah. it still has wobbly sets now yeah. that was just a draft <laughs> oh, I, yeah she's very gusty that big um, piper well, yeah a bit farty <laughs> that's another one for your t-shirt she's very gusty that big gusty piper 
<laughs> I'd like to um, have a look at the repercussions of who. Okay. Well, I married you. Well, <laughs> no, no. I've got the, with my partner. The, the classic series <laughs> didn't have a lot of repercussions because fantasy. It was the time mm. of fantasy telly. We had uh, Blake Seven going on. We had more than enough repeats of Star Trek at the time. Okay. Well, we so did have the question in the in the house though about the drowning of the Doctor. Oh yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. Later seventies. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, that was part of the the background of telly fantasy in the Avengers. Yeah, in the 90s, in the late 80s, 90s and early 2000s, the BBC started copying ITV. So Mm. basically what we had was uh, documentaries, soap operas and quiz shows. Okay. There was nothing, there was virtually hardly any telefantasy out there on on BBC channels, on on British channels. Yeah. If we didn't have American TV, there'd be hardly any out there now. Yeah, exactly. There has been the attempts. They have tried. Since the reboot of Who, we've had Primeval. Mm. We've had... Being Human. Merlin. Being Human. We've had uh, Merlin. We've Mm. had Humans. We've had uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Noel. Mm. They may not have been successful, but they were there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Doctor kicked that off. Yeah. So encouraged them to put their time in that Yeah, it shows that Saturday night you can have a tentpole subject to draw the audiences in yeah. rather Maybe than just demons copy lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rather than just copy what the other side is doing I mean, yeah. and, and the also... other side sorry the other side has had to up its game it's pretty much yeah. given up though, haven't they they've tried and they failed yeah. so many times yeah. well, certainly, certainly on the sci-fi uh, side of it yes yeah. the telly fantasy but in recuperation to that we've had things like Downton Abbey it may not be for my cup of tea it may not be science fiction but it's high quality costume drama mm. I don't mm-hmm. think they ever stopped doing that really I, no, I think they did they did for I a while think they it just did. became so expensive I mean, look at stuff like uh, Morse and Lewis Inspector Frost ITV got a really long history on their Sunday evening uh, but that yeah that was the Sunday that was the Sunday evening and it was again part of the system which was cop shows that was another one Genre. that the, both sides tried to churn out I suppose so I'm not sure we can really claim any credit for Dalton Abbey but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you've also got originally you had Doctor Who and that was it and as we said before you now have some wonderful spin-offs like you've got um, we, we had the wonderful Sarah Jane Adventures yeah. mm. Totally Doctor Like It or Hate It you had <laughs> keep, keep plugging that <laughs> like, like It or Hate It you had Torchwood we've had a couple of animation really stories that were done and even spinning off that even further you've got Aliens and Wizards Yeah there's been Australian K9 the, yeah. yeah there's been the Australian K9 done with the original voice John Neeson and written by the guys that own K9 yeah. so there's been a lot more spin-offs even ignoring the comic books whatever, but officially through the yeah. programme you have the minisodes on the internet and mm-hmm. streaming special stuff recorded just for the DVD and yeah. Blu-rays and yeah. confidential Job yeah. too confidential, yes. Well, this is one thing that got me when um in the anniversary year when the vast toffee said that there would be more who on TV, <laughs> that, and people laughed. You know, fans laughed and said, "Oh no, there wasn't." Whereas when I was at work, people were they were commenting on the fact that they couldn't turn the flipping telly on without seeing something to do with Doctor Who. Yeah, that's because it's re- repeated ad nauseum on no, BBC. It was, it was, it was news articles. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was you know documentaries. There was the yeah. adventure in space and time there's always something and I think it's easier for them to spot it because they can't stand it whereas for us it doesn't seem like that much I think also you had (laughs) the Capaldi announcement somewhere in that year didn't you yeah Yeah. eyebrows playing with his wedding ring nervously (laughs) (laughs) in summing up for me I'd say that whilst the first ten years are both are different (laughs) they are actually also remarkably similar 
they are both in terms of changing with the different actors, keeping the th- the feeling of the programme. There's a hell of a lot more similarities, I think, between them than there are differences between them. Deliberate. When you get down to the core part of them. Yeah. The thing that makes me feel a little bit sad, um, you mentioned the first ten years have been quite similar. If the new Who follows the pattern of old Who and it lasts for 25 years, then has a break. By the time it's rebooted for the third time, we'll probably be dead. (laughs) (laughs) But this is all right because, you see, there there is this theory that every Doctor Who fan doesn't want to die till they've seen the last episode, but you don't want the last... You don't want it to go on beyond your dying. (laughs) If I get to my deathbed and they haven't wound the series up, Effectively, I will be so cross. Yeah. It's going to be so annoying if you I die t- halfway through a story. I'll t- tell you what will be re- studios. really annoying is if I'm on my deathbed and someone leans in and says, They found Power of the Daleks. swearing. I can't remember the name of it, and hopefully, I'll be able to find it again and give it Adam to throw it in the show notes. Is it Farty Pants? There, no, there's um, a, a video, a scratch made video, very rapid cuts between uh, New Who and Old Who. And some of the moves is exactly the same. It shows that there's a direct thread between the old series into the new series. Mm. It's quite deliberate, though. Yeah, oh, I, I'm yeah. not denying that, but. Fans running the show. Yeah. So while Karen's making a cup of tea, or something like that, or something yeah. like that, yes. Scott's sucking his foot. Sucking his foot. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> well, I don't know what he's done to his foot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. What are we doing this weekend after next? I think the 5th of um, September. September. Yeah, the yes. Saturday after this podcast That's goes out, we yes. have Hooverville. Convention up in Derby, which we go to every year. Yes, we, yes. We must a... keep plugging, but we keep forgetting because, to yeah, plug. It, it is a podcasters' convention, really. It's a Doctor Who podcasters' convention. Yeah, it's a normal convention. It's other people as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we let the riffraff in occasionally. <laughs> it's, it's one of those nice conventions where the organisers have the main centre where the people mm-hmm, are interviewed, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they have a secondary interview room where they let us podcasters loose on the guests. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. That sounds rather ominous. <laughs> I can laugh even evenly yeah. if you like. No, it's, 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 a, it's a nice convention. Yes. It's a bit like they used to be. Not not massively big and gets no. a nice range of guests and, yep. uh, and a nice little, nice, stay. nice little interesting dealers room because that's what interests me not the commercial stuff but the uh, sort of more homemade but interesting knickknacks yeah mm. and who have we got we've got uh, the headlining is the Colin Baker the, yep. Colin, the Colin Baker may mashed potato mm. and catch up your pony <laughs> Matthew Waterhouse. Yes, yes, uh, Mr. Flatboom himself. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, We've got a few background. John Leeson. John Leeson. Yes. yes. Uh, come on, come on, you're breaking oh, loads of people. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Go on the site. Look the, on the site. The, the list of guests is too long. Staggeringly Stag- long. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good people. And yeah, also, we, we have to take the head of Pertwee with us because yeah. it's. Colin Baker's fault at a Hooverville yep. that yep. the head of Pertwee has his own Facebook site and has met more guests than we have. <laughs> I think that was the very first Hooverville. Colin Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Baker yeah, was the one who kicked it off. We yeah. have photographic evidence. Yes. yes. Yeah. I wonder if Colin Baker will remember the head of Pertwee. <laughs> I know the head of Pertwee still <laughs> shakes in fear. Well, if he screams and hides under the table, then you'll know he does. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got to plug? We've got, we got to plug uh, the Imperium again. Yes. So yes. It's coming up to the, the end of its Indiegogo 
campaign. Mm. Is the first one being issued, or is that still is it still in? Um, the campaign is ongoing. I think the there's a, ongoing. a week or two left on the main campaign. It's not doing quite as well as I thought. Actually, I no? thought it'd really, really take off. So we need to get people interested. Oh yes. Mm. Oh, so go and take a look at uh, so the what, Imperium. For and people donate. who don't know what the Imperium is, what is it? Is it a, a book, a film, a TV it's a series? Comic. Or? It's an mm. independent comic strip based yes. upon whom? Oh, this is the question. Sixties <laughs> sci-fi in a nutshell. It's telefancy. Sixties yes. telefancy. Mm. Yes. So it's taken characters we know from sixties uh, telefancy, like James Bond, like the Second Doctor, mm. uh, prisoner, prisoner. Yep. 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 And so forth. Mash-up. Yep. And mm, they're yeah. they're all part, presumably. We're not entirely sure. Part of a sort of team which uh, helped <laughs> save the world, a bit like That's, League of Extraordinary yes. Gentlemen. Sounds interesting. So, yeah, it does sound really good. So we definitely need to, to get that Yep, get that. Right. Search, what do they need to search? Well, yeah. it's in the show notes, but it's called The Imperium. The Imperium. It's on Imperium. Indiegogo. Yep. Yeah. Donate your money. Yeah, I think it's uh, going to be something rather good. Rather yeah. special. Mm. From what I've seen of it, it looks interesting. And we're in it, I believe. Yeah, possibly. That's true, yes. There is going to be a special edition believe, yeah. <laughs> featuring us. Why do I have a feeling each podcast has been told there's a special edition? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. One each. (laughs) Fair enough, though. Fair enough. (laughs) I can live with that. Anything else I need to plug? The leak upstairs? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, um, Strangeness in Space. Oh, yes, the Sophie Aldred and... Oh, yes. Trevor and Simon. Trevor and Simon. The first one of that is out now. The first one is out, and yes. they're now trying to get some money together for the second one. Yes. Which they're not doing a, an official campaign this time. They did an Indiegogo, I think, last time. Mm. Yeah. This time, you go to their website and you just... Uh, Direct. Directly do it, yeah. So yeah. they, yeah. you know, they don't give away thirty percent of the. Is the first one available on YouTube or? I know I saw it's it on It's an MP3 download from MP3. Uh, their website, yes. strangelessinspace.com. Oh, or we'll we put a link in the show notes. Yeah, we're going to go for the show notes. Yeah. Yes. Look at the show notes, folks. Yeah, lots of interesting stuff there. There is always. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're, you're the one who's been browbeating us to do this. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather late in the day, as you may be tell from the audio quality. <laughs> we're, we're, They're in the kitchen. They're in the yeah. kitchen. Remember, we're, we're not in. Adam's car in a car park somewhere <laughs> in no, England. In Cambridge, yeah. Cambridge, no, no, no they're all. in the kitchen. <laughs> That's it then. That's it. So um, on, yeah. on to the, uh, the feedback. Right, I'd like to say you've all been writing to us, but you haven't, but Will has. Thank so, you, Will. Thank right, you, Will. Just for Will, the head of Pertwee would like to say hello. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> it's very rare that ha- he talks, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Hadn't we better also say hello to the head of Pertwee? Yep. Oh, yep. Let's okay. say hello to him. Hello, hello head of Hello, hello ashes of pond and everything else. Various plastic things. Everything's Dangerous Churchill, Nazi spot. Naked Tom Baker. Lego head of Matt Smith. No, Lego head of Peter Davison. <laughs> death's head. I forgot death's head over there. Yeah. Anyway, we, we have to congratulate Will. Oh, yes. Yes. Because Will took his GCSEs. Yes. All right. Ooh. And from, according to Facebook, he did pretty darn well. Oh, Ooh. good. Well done. Hey. Use them, Will. Don't end up like us, us. six sad, 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 sitting sad. in a living room talking into microphones. <laughs> or I not will... talking into microphones. No. Will says, 
Hello again, team. Hello. Hello, Will. Hello, Will. Sorry it's been a while. Been a bit busy with exams and various bits of schoolwork here and there. Exactly. But I've got my results now, so it's all over for a while anyway. <laughs> anyway, been loving the podcast as always. Oh, good. I quite enjoy the Claws of Axos and think it's a great idea to explore. I also really mm. like the episode of Nebulous that clearly parodies yes. this. Yes, agreed. The oh, yes. The yes, yes one, yeah. yeah. I've been spending a lot of time listening to Big Finish audios again. Oh, yes. One of my recent highlights include Live 34. Oh, yes. The one that's set entirely as a radio broadcast. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Night Thoughts, the one with the creepy house that isn't the Chimes of Midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Creatures of Beauty, the confusing one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All have been great and have their own feel to them. Although I'm trying, I'm still not as excited for the new series as I should be. But I have thought of one reason why. Clara? (laughs) No, but I have thought of one reason why it'll be better than the last series. Because it isn't the last series. I really, really, really didn't like it. Oh, well. I recently finished Buffy, (laughs) but accidentally got my sister hooked on it, (laughs) which I regret sometimes for various reasons. Mm. (laughs) So I'm watching it again with her. My question for you is, mm-hmm. would this ever be a show you'd give a look in on your show? I'd like to hear mm. some fresh opinions mm. on the show, and seeing as it's you guys, they're bound to be entertaining. <laughs> That's all for now. Type to you soon. Will. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Did Thank we you. do Buffy when Will we was have... but a, a fetus? I'm not sure. We, we have had Buffy. covered Buffy sure. in the past. I, I, I haven't covered I Buffy enjoyed since Buffy. being... No, I, I have mentioned a couple of times that I do worship at the altar of Whedon. Mm. Yes, we know. See, I like the <laughs> Buffy... Had... I like the film. Yeah. As well as the TV series. Yeah. All right, then, Will, just mm. for you, next podcast, we'll do a Buffy segment. Okay. Wow, okay. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot to go. Mm, blimey, yeah. <laughs> Any more feedback? Don't think so. That's probably for the best. Yeah, we've gone quite long. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like it like that. You like it quite long. Indeed. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. Oh. More fun frivolity and jollity. So more... you say. <laughs> <laughs> more news and reviews, more new and Buffy and Buffy and Dougal and Dougal yeah. yes <laughs> stop it <laughs> said Dougal <laughs> right we have D for Dougal then so until that desperate disappointing disappointing <laughs> deluxe deliberate deluge desperate. <laughs> of dung <laughs> comes, comes dumping <laughs> and dripping down upon us this is me crumbly saying be seeing you goodbye farewell goodbye au revoir You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 218, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith Dougal, The Real Keith Dunn, and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. In London, they don't take us to talk like normal people. We have to just fight our way up from the ground. (laughs) This might take a while, Gene. There's going to be a bitch fight in a minute. According to the... (laughs) (laughs) 
sorry. It's so genuine. <laughs> uh, see, with, with her hair like that, she reminds me of someone, and I'm bugging if I can think of it. Rapunzel. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel. The long blonde hair. Rapunzel. She's got long blonde hair. It's not that long. It's <laughs> tit length. It's not even that mm. tit length. Now where Marna wandering off. <laughs> <laughs> With a wonder bra, they would be. Wonder bra? Yeah. Wonder bra. <laughs> it sort of cat stands around your ankles. Oh. <laughs> it's a hammock, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the wonder bra. Rats. <laughs> Rounds them up and points them in the right direction. Dougal! That's it! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to do the cube just, side. Got, all I can see of you <laughs> is the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the microphone's making like a big black nose. Ladies and gentlemen, normal service will, will be resumed as soon as possible. Sometime or other. Oh, God. I bet you wish you'd stuck with Rapunzel now. <laughs> you expect me to speak. You expect you to die. <laughs> Jean's having a crisis. Jean's having a crisis. Jean's having a crisis. Oh, God. I've been having a crisis. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and not a dry seat left in the house. <laughs> oh dear, I slipped down the tree. I hurt. Can I continue? We hurt. Yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> you bastards, every one of you will stay out of my dream, especially <laughs> when you've decided to oh. sing a musical number. <laughs> what, what were they wearing? Huh? What, who right. were wearing what? We were all there. Where was there, by the way? I don't know. Okay. It was just somewhere. Right. And Scott was there, dressed in nothing but a kilt, <laughs> right, singing me. Bring Me Sunshine, <laughs> while we were in the background doing dad dancing and doing the backing vocals. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've replaced John Barrowman with me in every dream. <laughs> I had a perfectly good dream about Brad Pitt all lined up. And I get you bastards <laughs> singing to me all night. Bring, Bring me sun. Yes, and then I couldn't stop bloody humming that on the bus. <laughs> but when it was raining. With the best oh, will in the world, sweetheart, you're lovely, but I don't need to keep picturing your half naked body. <laughs> Next time, make sure I lift my kilt up. It's funny, they started singing, I need the toilet. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Song that never ends. You have been listening to the inane ramblings of 